On this week's episode, spring practice has officially wrapped up in Mount Pleasant. Over the weekend, some tragic news involving Chippewa quarterback John Keller unfolded. Coach Mack gives us the latest update on that situation. Central Michigan has a new basketball coach and our guest, third-year defensive line coach, Justin Hines. You're not going to want to miss that interview. A lot of enthusiasm and passion. He's excited about the group he's got. All of that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Coach Mac Podcast. Well, we had some pretty sombering news this weekend inside the Central Michigan football program, Coach, and just wanted to get it out of the way first and get your thoughts, obviously, on, on your quarterback, John Keller, and what happened? Yeah, no, I tell you what, it uh, it's really uh, moved and affected all of us uh, as, as it should. And uh, such a senseless act, um, you know, two CMU students um, obviously have, have uh, been injured and, and hurt severely. And uh, one of those obviously close to us, and that's, that's John Keller and... Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's hard. It's 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 hard to deal with. Um, we, you know, our team is a real close knit team. Um, they've obviously been affected. We, you know, met uh, that next morning uh, as as a team and talked it out. Um, you know, made sure that that they knew it was okay to to talk about it and. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the the one thing all of us can do is is uh, send our thoughts and prayers to their families, uh, to the Kellers, his mom and dad who are here from from Ohio, and uh, you know, uh, have been giving us updates. Um, you know, as 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 much as we can. Obviously, we you know, with uh, the way things are, we can't be at the hospital, um, which makes it even harder. Um, you know, not being there, but, you know, I know this, <clears throat> you know, for all of us, it's a, it's, it's a time to look back. It's a time to reflect and, uh, a time to, um, really think, uh, about how fortunate all of us are. Um, and, um, I can only imagine the pain that's going through, uh, with his family and, and obviously, uh, you know, we're going to get through this, and and uh, we're going to get through it the right way. But you know, in the short term, I know uh, they've they've put a GoFundMe site together. This is going to be a long, long haul, um, and and John's got a long road ahead of him. Um, you know, what we can do as a as a community, as 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 a program, you know, is is support. Obviously, if anybody has any information. Uh, at all that that and and who knows i mean whatever it is that that may help in the investigation the sheriff's department has an open line uh they're doing the investigation uh you know it 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 occurred in union township and and i know that they're doing everything they can uh to get to you know put the pieces together um but in in the short term um you know it's Let's all really keep John and his family and really in our prayers. Well, Coach, uh, obviously some tough news, but great to see you, and we do have another episode, and happy to have you alongside of us again today. Well, thanks, and and uh, you know what? Th this will be good, uh, you know, 
talk a little bit about uh, kind of where we're at, what what we've got uh, to do moving forward. Um, excited for the, you know, our guest uh, Justin Hines to come in and and the people get a chance to meet him. Does a fantastic job for us and. And, you know, we finished up spring practice last Tuesday, and, uh, you know, it was it was good. I, I, you know, I've been, I'm in our individual meetings right now with each and every player, uh, you know, visiting about life, visiting about things that really, a lot of things that, that uh, don't even have to do necessarily with the game of football. But what we need to do as a team to come together, um, and what we need to do, here during the month of May, when when you know we're off, or we're we're the the players are off here as they're finishing finals, and they get a chance to go home and and uh, you know kind of rejuvenate a little bit, you know, and and, uh, and then we get back in June, and and also in June now we'll have another 19, 20 players, uh, both freshmen and and some new transfers coming in, so. Uh, it's really important that we, we hit the ground running when we get back in June. This group, it seems like, specifically has faced a ton of adversity, even going back to the pandemic and this shortened season and everything that went on. How much do you feel like that has brought this specific football team sure. together? You know, I think, uh, you know, in, in uh, you know, this, it, it, it can go two ways. You know, it really can. I think any time there's there's uh, tragedy, um, you know, you got a chance to really bond together. And, uh, you know, I think that's the way John would want it. And uh, I know our guys will, will do that. And yet, um, you know, for us, it's, it's uh, really for our guys right now, finishing up their finals, that's, that's really important. You know, it's, I mean... <laughs> I couldn't imagine going to school over the internet. I, I just, I mean, when I sit and visit with these guys, I mean, it's unbelievable. And yet they're, they're, they adapt, you know, and, and, uh, so we're good to get that behind us and, uh, and then move forward, uh, you know, for, for a great month, uh, here in May and then, uh, really get back after it in June when, of course, recruiting opens back up. We talked a little bit about that. And we're really excited about getting some people here and and uh, be able to show them, uh, you know, really what a great place Mount Pleasant is. Let's go back to spring ball. It finished up last Tuesday, and what your overall takeaways were from the performance from the guys on the field through those 15 practices. Yeah, I, I was really proud of of the older guys who came back kind of with a renewed energy, um, and really what they did. Uh, to affect this whole new crew of whatever it was, 20-whatever guys, 20, shoot, I've lost track. But uh, they aren't rookies anymore. You know, they, they've been here for a semester. Um, they, they were able to get eight weeks, uh, nine weeks, actually, with Joel and a really, uh, you know, ball-busting uh, offseason, which I felt we needed, and the guys embraced it and, and attacked it, and that's really important. And I'll tell you what, um, getting into spring practice, you could tell the hunger in some guys in, in, in the majority of the football team, and that was really good to see. You've continued to mention it, that you guys are trying to take back what you lost, whether it be 
the games that weren't played, uh, some of the results that weren't the way that uh, CMU wanted, or going back even to, to spring ball last year where you didn't make it all the way through. Does it feel like you're you're trending in the right direction yeah. just by this one no. part of it uh, getting full all the way through? Yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I really stress with our guys uh, during it all is let's not forget this feeling, right? Let, let's, let's not forget about taking things for granted. And uh, because, um, you know, we all had things taken away from us in – and, you know, I, I think it affected some guys, you know, really that were like, you know, you just kind of, yeah, you know, season, it happens, you know, whatever. Well, <laughs> it really didn't. And uh, so now we've got to make up for some lost time. And, and through our leadership, uh, we're making that happen. And on top of the new players that continue to come in and the players that are returning, you've got a, a new staff as well in different positions. How do you think yeah. the staff meshed together through these first practices with the team? No, I thought it was great. And, and how those position groups responded and then how our team responded to them. Like I said, I mean, uh, in this profession, um, you know, the, the, the hardest thing as a head coach is, is hiring. I mean, that – Plain and simple, making sure it's the right fit, the right fit for that group, uh, the right fit for the staff, the right fit for Mount Pleasant, the right fit for the university. Um, you know, there's a lot of qualified guys out there, and yet uh, making sure that you check those boxes before you make a commitment to somebody um, to come here, uh, it's, been, it's been fantastic, and the response uh, from those rooms uh, has been has been great, as, as I expected, knowing the guys that we brought in. And, and, and the listeners had a chance to kind of get to know them a little bit in a couple of the past podcasts, and, and I think that was really good. So uh, I feel real good about them, uh, great about the direction, excited for you know getting things uh, cranked up for, for the summer. Uh, and, and really excited for this camp season and, and uh, being able to get some people you know, back here to Mount Pleasant. How about the guys now? Because they'll they'll finish up finals, coach, and then as you mentioned, they get a little break before they're back here right. the start of June. What what's kind of the message? What are they doing as they get prepared to come back here? Well, I, I got to tell you this: it's perfect timing because Joel's expecting uh, his third child, uh, our our strength coach. So he needed this month to get that taken care of, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but um, they've all been given a plan and. You know, the one thing that, that I stress in our individual meetings with each one of them is, you know, what is your plan and uh, how are you going to execute it to where, you know, you, you got to take time to refresh your body. you got to take time to refresh your mind. But at the same time, when we get back here on the 1st of June, we can't spend two weeks getting ourselves, uh, you know, back up to speed. So... Um, you know, that commitment on your own, everybody will know, you know, as soon as you join that first workout on, a, on, on, in June, um, the, the guys will know what you did and, uh, don't disappoint them, but more importantly, don't disappoint yourself. The good news is they don't really have to get the creative juices flowing like they did last year trying to lift couches. <laughs> yeah. uh, gyms are back open again, so that's yeah. the good part. And we're not going to have to go lift in the concourse. Yes, you know, with uh, the birds. Yeah, with the birds <laughs> running around and, and pooping on them. So, uh, but, uh, 
no, it's it's it's. Uh, like I said it's exciting. I'm I'm really looking forward to what this team's going to do. And and as I stress with each one of them, and I stress in our team meetings, um, you know how you're going to do that season based on what the guys do during the summer months. And uh, you know it's the old piece of uh, what are you going to do when no one's there, right? And how much are you willing to really invest? in your own production, your own performance, your own uh, want, your own grit, um, when no one's really around. And uh, then that's going to be where the bond is built, and that's going to determine what kind of team and what kind of season, what kind of wins we're going to have. This is a, a unique time for you, right, because you're pretty much uninvolved. It's yeah, mostly yeah. Joel, so you yeah. don't really see the development yeah. of these guys until fall camp, correct? Yeah, they don't allow us uh, to get out there and, and be with them and coach them, um, which in some ways is a good thing because uh, I think it really develops leadership in your position groups, and uh, we give them a plan, uh, you know, and now it's up to them to go execute the plan. So uh, – I, I, uh, going back to the leadership piece, uh, I really think we've got some guys, both young guys and older guys, that you know are committed uh, to really investing in themselves. And by doing that, they're going to help the people around them be better as well. Yeah, looking forward to seeing what this team can come together and do. But uh, as, as Coach, you mentioned, it's a big opportunity coming up here in the next couple of months. Uh, how about the news on the basketball side? We've got a new head yeah, coach here. Tony, yeah. It was, uh, I, was, I was really excited to meet him and and uh, had a great opportunity. Amy brought him over. We had a, we had a really a long visit. And, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd, we, we hadn't crossed paths, but, like, in coaching is such a small world, you know, there, there were, um, you know, mutual people that we knew. And, and uh, you know, I was really excited about his vision. Uh, really excited about his passion and, and more importantly, his want to be here. Uh, this is a place, I think, that really, really forces uh, to be successful. you got to want to be here. And, and um, I was able to see him interact with, with some of the guys, and, and uh, man, it was great. And uh, I, I'm, I'm fired up for him. And uh, I, I know I look forward to working with him and helping him in, in any way I can. A lot of successful coaches uh, come from the SEC, a conference you were in. Well, he was actually down there as an assistant under John Calipari, and it seems like Central Michigan, just as they did with you, bringing in a coach that had assistant experience but also had head coaching experience, Tony's got those same type of credentials. He does, and, and um, you know, I think from those head coaching uh, stops, you're able to really learn so much, and I think it helps you – really hit the ground running. I think about, you know, when I took the Colorado State job, you know, it was, you know, man, it was, okay, I thought I knew, mm. but I really didn't. And, uh, you know, thank, uh, thankful I had a great group there that, that helped me along. And, and uh, you know, the one thing we can do here is, as a community and as a university is everything we can do to help him be successful. And I know he's driven for success. He's had it. Uh, he sees what it looks like. He's been with it. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to be really good for these players. And, and he's going to bring us some new guys in here as well. I can tell you what, Amy did her homework, Coach. Uh, she said it in her presser. 
reached out and, and talked with Tom Izzo, yeah. talked with John Beeline, Shaka Smart, uh, Coach Barnes, and Dan Marley. Uh, she you know, checked she, all the I boxes, mean, didn't she? she? I, I was really impressed with her process, and uh, you know, she stuck to the process. She 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 knew some of the criteria that 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 she felt we needed to be successful. Um, you know again overwhelmed um, by the response you know there's a lot of a lot of great coaches out there and and you know I think the biggest piece is anytime you hire a uh, such a visible position as as a men's basketball coach is I think giving him his support and um, and and uh, not being so quick to you know say hey what the heck are we doing but mm-hmm. rather let, let's go ahead and Let's get some people in McGurk and get behind these guys and let them go win some ball games. Now, you said you had a long visit with them, so I imagine you had to tell them about some of the great spots up here in Mount Pleasant or what it's like to live up because he's not been up here before. No, he hasn't. And, uh, you know, I, I, my, my number one thing and the one thing that I hit, and I go back to it over and over about being here, is just the people. The, 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 <laughs> The people are such, they're fantastic. And, uh, you know, it's its its almost like you, you take it personal. You don't want to let them down, you know. And yet they're here to help. They're here to support. And uh, that's what makes this such a special place. Um, you know, I did talk to them a little bit about my basketball background now. I knew and, that was coming. Uh, and uh, said, you know, I'll be over there at practice uh, i'll be i'll be making sure some of the drills are run correctly right like i know right? if you need help running fives <laughs> yeah. uh, coach yeah. mack will be out yeah, there that's exactly well we are super excited for for coach barbie to take over and uh see what he can do with the central michigan men's basketball program and i loved too, coach one more note on him in his press conference uh great respect heather osterley was able to attend and he pointed it out that hey we've seen what the women's basketball program and the levels and uh, the emphasis they've been able to set, we want that bar and we want to reach it as well. So that was pretty cool that he comes in first day and recognizes how good and successful this women's program has been. Well, in in those two programs in particular, you know, playing the same season, the same sport, uh, being able to lean on each other, work together, I know that's something that that, um, – he knows that he has to do and, more importantly, wants to do. And uh, I really feel like he's a team guy. Yeah, excited for the for the basketball season to get here. Before we get Coach Hines in here, he's lingering. He's around. No, you know what? Have you seen? It's it's kind of like it, it's almost like an airplane that's just kind of in, like, just going around the airport, uh-huh. right? I circling mean, the stadium. Yeah he's, yeah, he's just circling it right now, and I don't know that – I, I guess he's wondering, hoping maybe at some time maybe the people in the tower are going to say, hey, why don't you land that plane <laughs> in this chair, right? Well, before he comes on here, I, I do have to okay, get – Okay, so go back out and start wandering yeah. again. Do another okay. lap here Do in the one CCC. more lap, all right, and then you <laughs> – uh, Your alma mater was Oof, in the FCS playoffs. That was a tough playoffs. one, you know, and I was so happy for him. They had a – again, went through – you know, a heck of a year like everybody had. They had, they had a really good season. Uh, a little down on the seed they got, you know. Yeah. And, and, uh, but going uh, into Fargo and playing North Dakota State right off the bat, I um, was able to watch the game. They got up 14 nothing and, and uh, really were playing well. And then, 
boy, that North Dakota team, man, can they run the ball? They had one time they they ran the ball 21 times straight mm. and uh, just wore the Eags out. But uh, I will say this: proud of my alma mater, proud of Eastern Washington, and the things that they've had to overcome in a lot of different ways, uh, just to get there and be a consistent uh, playoff team uh, from where they've come from. Uh, really proud to be an Eag. Nice little calendar year for, for their athletics. You yeah. get into the NCAA tournament, and then yeah. obviously the FCS playing here in the spring, and they get into the playoffs, and uh, nice little run that they've had. You know, it's expected. That, that, that's the one thing about that place. They yeah. expect excellence. They expect winning. And it's really no different than what we do right here. Absolutely. All right, we'll see if we can uh, track down Coach Hines here and get him on this thing. See, here, call the air traffic controller. <laughs> Maybe we can – oh, I, see, I see a sighting. He's coming in for a landing. Uh, here we go. We're just going to transition right into it. Justin Hines, the third-year defensive line coach. Welcome. You've landed and made it to the podcast. How you doing? I feel great. You know, uh, excited to be here. Appreciate you having me on. Oh, you know, I, I uh, Heinze, I, I know you've you've been like nervous as heck about this because you know you you realize how many. Yeah, I mean, look at those palms are sweating. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and I mean, I don't. I think he actually realizes all the people this podcast touch. Yeah. You know, I think. If, have you told him the listenership? It's a high bar. This? Yes. You know, yeah. we had we had Alvin Slaughter walk by, and he goes, "Hey." I had a lot of people text me and say, whoa, you were on the podcast? <laughs> Big yeah. news here in Mount Pleasant when that happens. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Yeah. Heinze, how you doing, man? Man, you know what? It's great. Obviously, the snow today was <laughs> awesome. But uh, you know what? It's been a great time, man. You know what? The, the, the opportunity to be here in Mount Pleasant and, you know, be here with Coach Mack and – I've been I've been super excited. Obviously, great addition to the family now with a baby girl. Yeah, so tell now, me how that's going. So you know I'm a what, better where, football where, coach than dad right now. Yeah. So where were we at? We, we we're now uh, coming on three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. Two so, weeks. Yeah. She was four when she had yeah. her. So she's four weeks four right weeks. now. Yeah. Four weeks. Um, she was four weeks last Friday. So it was it was pretty awesome. But you know, man, going through that process was pretty neat you know being able to you know you develop a whole new respect for my wife at that point because like to see her go through that process man it was just eye-opening you know but awesome she's been the perfect little girl and uh you know to be a girl dad and to be a dad i think is one of the greatest jobs that you can have um and because you show up to this place every day you invest in football but really now it's like holy mackerel i go home it's <laughs> all right there's a little human here for you so <laughs> right. it's been really it's been really really good really really nice you're yeah. in the no sleep stage right now aren't you no sleep is correct <laughs> so as a baby, you know, your life is great. You wake up every three hours, you know, someone <laughs> feeds you, you burp, they change you, and then you go back and you put it on repeat. It's kind of like my dog Clarabelle. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. <laughs> yeah. A great life. No doubt. Yeah. It's kind of like I hope my Saturdays are. Eat yeah. every three hours, you go to the bathroom, fall asleep, and then wake back up again. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's unbelievable. No doubt. Um, no, I got to tell you, if there if there's a guy that's going to be a great dad, you're going to be it, Justin, and, and uh, known you for quite a long time now. And, and uh, 
I want to know is is how is this going to affect your work on the barbecue and mm. on the grill? So um, there's actually a, I'm going to probably try to start something here. You know, hold the baby and barbecue. That might be a good YouTube deal. Right yeah. Here. Yeah. You know, for all you dads out there that want to <laughs> learn how to barbecue the right way, we're going to go ahead and make a one-handed brisket. Okay. <laughs> <That's> right. All right. <laughs> we got the baby in hand. So I mean. The, the Weber, so Coach Mack has been really kind of my uh, my Mr. Miyagi of barbecue right now. <laughs> so it's like my do's and if don'ts. If you would just wax on and wax <laughs> off properly, we'd be okay, right? No doubt. <laughs> and, I mean, it's been really uh, – obviously last summer during quarantine, I, I tell you what, I, I had a lot of time to get my, my, uh, my barbecue and skills up. But I, I'm really excited about this summer. Tomorrow's going to be an 80-degree day. So I, told, I have the grill already going. I, I might go with some basic wings and – it's going to be some get them on there, smoke them a little bit, flash fry them, get some action going there. So, is, so this a, is this a share with the staff type of grilling day, or is this keep to the Heinz family? Well, you know, during, during the quarantine, we tried to stay safe, but it can possibly lead into something. <laughs> yeah. But usually when it turns into a big day, you know, it gets a little bit more fun than you can have on a normal Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Smart. Stay socially distanced. <laughs> keep That's it to exactly yourself. right. The, the, um so it's interesting. We we talked a lot about different kind of barbecue, uh, uh, you know, whether gas, whether briquettes, whether you know, uh, lump coal, whether green egg, acorn. You know, I, I I talked them into starting with the Weber, just the base Weber kettle, because if you can learn to control temperature on it, you'll learn you know to control. Yeah control temperature on anything what what are some of your go-to's on the uh so first i'm <coughs> so i'll do the the wings are going to be huge for me but i'm a big ribs dude mm-hmm. like ribs are my deal so i'll get you know i'll get my whole deal i'll get my lump my uh my, my lump charcoal and i'll bank it up on one side and i'll have my rib rack in there but i do my own little deal i'll get my little mustard i kind of got to take the membrane off put the mustard on there then i go with my little homemade rub on there and of course you can't tell us what's in it no 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 no, no not you. gonna do that yeah. right some special little this a little that right yeah. and then we get it on there and then i mean those th- you go about 250 275 and then you kind of let it go down there for about two two hour two and a half hours and i i like to wrap them at the end so you get that kind of fall off the bone action but i'll do a little now this is I'll steal it. This is a little coat. You get a little coke or a little bit. You put them, wrap them in there. That's yeah. a little Coach Mac trick. So you mm-hmm. get that sweetness on there, and then man, boom, that's my deal. But that's the the ribs are probably my go-to. And then I'm probably wings and stuff. The pork. So my 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 goal this summer is to perfect the brisket. That's what I want to do. The hardest thing. Yeah, I mean it's, it's oof. Yeah, it's it's tough. But I'm yeah. gonna you know because there's a lot of different methods and stuff. But I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get to it on that because I did the pork butt one time when during quarantine, came out pretty good. Um, probably get back to doing some pork butts and stuff. Injected it. Now I did the. Um, I also like to smoke the turkey that's the one i'd yeah. like to try to do yeah that's the one that i know coach talks about a bunch that's going to be the thanksgiving go i've deep fried the turkey which has been awesome but i, I want to get to smoking that thing he's, you know he's, you know what he's not prepared for the reverse sear of the steak yet Ooh. we're 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 still get we got to move that way <laughs> all right but that's that's going to be in a couple of years you know what I need to ask a question here because I'm starting to to get a little theme with all the coaches we bring on here. And I'm just wondering, when Coach Mack brought you in for the interview, is there a side (laughs) portion where he says – 
Hey, do you know how to grill? Because <laughs> if you don't, I feel like you wouldn't make it on this. No, it, what, you you can't. That was like the first. <laughs> that was the first thing when he called. He's like, "All right, Heinz, listen, understand." And it's like a quiz. Like, "All right, how long are you cooking your ribs for?" <laughs> and if you don't have the answer, it's like you're like, "All right." Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. You can't just grill. It's got to no, be good. Grilling. Exactly. Yeah, you can't be coming in here. You can't be a a, a schlep on the grill, man. You got to be going. So. So, let's talk a little bit about spring ball yep. and kind of where you saw defensively and in in some of the guys in your position that that you felt really took some step steps forward okay um just overall wise man i thought we were it was a it was a solid spring man it was really good to get back to the basics mm -hmm. i think you know every day we kind of get out there we want to talk about getting off the ball obviously but striking blocks man i mean in this in this system and, and in playing in this conference man you got to stop the run there's no way about that. There's no way around it. You got to play through a guy, and that's what we set the tone every day. And that's why I love coming here because that is the tempo that we want to set as a football team. He talks about running to win, but you got to stop the run to win. And that's what I feel like our group improved from practice one to practice 15. And, you know, coaches always like butt them in the throat, and we got to do that. Um, and I was really excited for some of the younger guys to really come along. And then some of those older guys took some good steps, too. So, you know, Troy Harrison, obviously, you know, he's a guy that's, you know, when you look at him, he's like, all right, this guy's not that big, but I tell you what, he packs a punch. So when he just goes, he puts his hand in the dirt and he's rolling off the ball. He's he's a pretty he's a pretty good player in this league and excited to see the step that he made, especially in that second scrimmage because you know first scrimmage I think was a little bit more trying to feel around, and then that second scrimmage he went and we played him all over. It didn't matter. He's he was playing inside outside. It didn't matter, and he was making plays, affecting the game, which was a good thing. Um, then we had uh, <clears throat> we had uh, Tico Brown. Um, then we had uh, uh, Quezzy, uh, Jacquez Bristol, who they, he did a phenomenal job. Man, I think he did a great job in his eight to nine weeks of that lift beforehand. He was a guy who came in in quarantine, who came back a little bit overweight, and I think it affected him a little bit, man. And, and he's a high-energy, great personality, engaging type dude. And he did an awesome job in the weight room. He changed his body, and you just start to see the mistakes that he kind of made as a freshman and, and, a, and a sophomore he wasn't making. So and I think that emotional maturity for that kid is – is far is was way higher than than what I thought it would be, and it was really good to see him make those steps. Um, now, when you're talking about uh, a new addition, um, Thomas Incombe, he's been a great addition to a room. When you talk about a guy who's handles himself like a pro, right? Which is, I show up every day, I do what's asked, right? When you talk about off the field, and playing at a high level man he's a d2 guy you don't think like all right this guy's gonna add some depth but he's really turned our head into a guy that can be like hey this guy can come in and be a factor he can be a, a starter type for us in this league and make plays not just a guy that's just gonna hold point because he does a great job with his hands he runs off the football but he's coachable and that's the one thing that you can't put a price tag on that kid is super coachable um, then you've got, obviously, the Amir Sadiqs who are working still come along, um, doing a great job. I think, you know, he did a great job in the weight room as well. Um, still working to get his body weight, but he did some really good things, especially when he's playing fast. I thought he did some really, really good things. Um, Jason Williams, uh, really good young nose guard for us. I think he'll be fine with the time, right? Just when you play that position, you're in the trenches, man. That development has to happen. And I think he, from practice one to practice 15, that kid was probably one of the most improved just from being able to stay and hold point, be able to play in the A-gap. When you're a nose guard, those stats don't show up. But I tell you what, when they want to run inside zone and the guy's dominating that A-gap, he's not getting spit out the bar and he's sitting on a double and he can't climb to the backer. 
that makes it hard to run that ball. And he understands the job, right? It's not a glorifying position, but it is probably one of the most important positions on the field because he is the middle of the defense that allows for us to kind of function and get our run fits correctly. You know, I think I think in talking baseball because you know he does he's let's go nuts. He's, he's, the, <laughs> he's the he's the lug nuts guy. No, you know? no. I, br- it, I brought my yeah, scorebook. Yeah, too. there you go. Just got it printed, yeah. ready to go. <laughs> but being strong up the middle. Yeah. You know, and in yep. this case, you know, running back, quarterback center mm-hmm. then you get on defense mm-hmm. that that had in those inside guys to the inside linebackers to that safety you know yeah. being strong up the middle man it's got to happen yeah and he's so. done a, he's done a great job a guy that's going to have to come in and, and and make some things happen man um which is which is which is i think i'm excited for that kid because you know with these guys coming in you know obviously with the covid year man it's that year took some effect on them like those guys came in there because as your mind as a coach you're like all right this kid's good he's ready to go but you have the things to play, but you realize, like, these kids are still, you know, 17 years old. They're still trying to figure it out. And then a year off from football is, is hard, man. Yeah. And you, especially in the front, because the the reaction time to play in there is, here, you have to play with these things now. And he is he did a great job of improving for that. Um, guy Quindario Lee, man, he is going to – he's a guy that's going to be very, very interesting, man. When you talk about, I think, a diamond in the rough, like, you, he's a big stature guy, 6'5", 280-pound guy was a dang quarterback safety, you know, kind of guy. Then he kind of grew into this big human. And, you know, we played him a little on the edge, you know, and I think the thing for him is that what we realize going out, like that guy is best moving forward. So I think he's going to be a guy that's going to end up playing inside for us and is going to have some great athletic ability with size that you can see that we're, you know, honestly, coaching the SEC, you're used to seeing. When yeah. you wake up every day, <laughs> you, I was at Mississippi State, you see Chris Jones, you see free, uh, Jonathan Bullard, you see Caleb Brantley, like, you see these massive guys that have these athletic ability. He kind of has those tools. Now he's got to improve as far as who he is as a defensive lineman. And listen, because in there, you know, you got to fight in the phone booth. And he's gotten better, right? We're going to get him to use his hands and get him to be a productive guy, get him moving forward. But he's hard to deal with because I think, like, he might have been on the defensive front. He might have been number two or number three in, like, 10-yard bursts, which we evaluate these guys. And he had one of the best 10-yard bursts at six foot six, two 295 pounds. So I think he's going to be a really good guy for us moving forward. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, some guys we got to figure out and see what they have. Like, you know, Fred Stokes is going to be a guy we got to figure out. Laquan Johnson, if we get, when we get him back, is going to be a guy that we got to say, hey, we, want, we know what he was, right, but we got to make sure he's taking all the steps, right, to be a, a great player for us. And Max Hill is the same way. So there's some guys with some depth, but we got to make sure, you know, the good thing I always tell them, there's no with COVID, there's no D-tack like, if you're a defensive man, your butt has to be able to play in that B gap. It doesn't matter whether it's a three down front, not front, doesn't matter. We got to be able to get out the most out of these guys. And I think that's the good thing. And the kids are bought into that because usually in this, you know, society guys are like, oh, well, no, I'm just this. I specialize. Well, no. Hey, you know what? Three technique. That's just a five technique closer. It's on a fatter, slower guy. Go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Go play. <laughs> and, right. and the kids, like they don't blink, but that's the environment we created. I think, the greatest thing about last season was that it was just like improvise, adapt, and overcome. There was no excuse you're going into a game while we don't have a reason to do something. It was like, hey, it challenged me as a coach to be going here and be like, well, all right, you're a good coach. It's good to coach good players that know what to do, but can you go coach? All right, a la G. Willie. G. Willie was a, a yeah. running back. He went from running back to linebacker to nose tackle. And you know what? That kid showed up every single day, gave everything he had, and 
you watch him in that Toledo game, man. There's a play that goes in the A-gap. He goes weak. He knocks a guy back and makes a tackle for loss, which was awesome to see. And as a coach, you feel rewarded because it's like those guys are listening to what you're doing, and he's getting better. And I think, honestly, it's helped him because you watch him now when he's playing on the edge of the linebacker, there's nothing. He, boom, presses, and he's going. And yeah. it's been a really good job, too. You know, Coach Skip's done a great job with those guys as well. I think the other thing that, that Coach Mack has talked a lot about the athleticism and the talent in the running backs and the quarterback and the center and the offensive line is you kind of talk about that middle. I imagine that having those guys on the other side are only going to make your group that much better. Man, I'll tell you what, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm excited for Saturday when you look on that side of the ball, man. I mean, those those young running backs, man, and, and those the, the threats that you have, yeah, you're scratching your head. You're like – like coach, what do you do? Like it might be that they're making guys miss. There's some great individual talent, and then the great part about how we do our business here at Central Michigan is that everyone gets reps. Like you don't go to places that have that. Like that's really a luxury where you come here and you're like, all right, well, yeah, you want to earn your scholarship, play, go, right? And and coach does a great job of making you identify and detail out what they're going to get. Like you can't just be like, oh yeah, that kid got in today. Like well, no, what is he getting? Right, and it forces you as a coach and challenges you as a coach to be like, well, hey, give him what he needs to know and let him go play because at some point there will be a role for that guy, and that's the kind of you know, and I think that's a great thing when you talk about the the recruiting a kid deciding to come here, you're really going to get an opportunity to get out there on the field, right? People talk about that, but I say, you know what, when you come here, you're going to earn it, right? We're going to see if you can play or not, right? You know, like a guy like Jonathan Decker, right? He's a big-bodied guy that we're trying to still figure out, but he's 6'5", 270 pounds. But he, you know, he <laughs> made an a... 18-year-old. Yes, an 18-year-old <laughs> who was literally probably two years ago was a wideout. Yeah. And now he's down in there smashing in the trenches, right? He's figuring it out, right? But it's like anything. It's like on the playground, right? You get that. You're playing with the big boys. You get a couple elbows on the park, and you're out like, but you got to figure it out because either you're going to keep taking those elbows or you're going to get in there you're going to mix it up a little bit. So that's what we're trying to get out of those guys, and that's what I think younger guys are going to be able to do, and it allows for us, like we did, I think in 19, I think we played, what, that first game, like 30-something freshmen or something yeah, like that? That's right. Like, that, you can't do that. <laughs> and with confidence, though, like when yeah. you go out and your game plan as a, as a coach, like you have to have confidence in those dudes to go do that. But the only way you can do that by, we can't find out if this guy knows to play in the B-gap when it's Saturday. Yeah. Like, it has to be during practice, and that's what I really love about what the system and how we practice here. Excited. I'm, I, yeah. I can feel the passion, the you, energy. You know, obviously he's been thinking about it as he's been, like, <laughs> circling the airport here. Uh, I'm just glad that the tower let him land, you know. I mean, he, yeah, he, yeah. he, he had a lot of stuff built up Whoa. in there. It's, it's, and, that's, and that's a good thing. And, of course, you know, as, as a father with no sleep, yeah. uh, he was excited to talk some ball. No I love question. It. Yeah. And with these things on, man, I really feel like a pilot right now. It's like, <laughs> you know, ladies and gentlemen, please put all seat tables and backs in all the upright position. We landing in about 15 minutes. <laughs> He's got the voice yeah. down and yeah. everything. <laughs> this is your captain peace. speaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I, I don't want to put pressure on you, but uh, so it was Sean Adesanya that had the breakout year a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. It was Hairston. We saw a little Mo Diallo last year, mm -hmm. so I'm excited. It sounds like you got a lot to pick from. Who can 
maybe one, two, maybe more, step up and be that next guy here in 2021? You know what? I'll go ahead and answer that. you got to come to the stadium and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? Yeah. Okay. Exactly right. All right. I love it. Exactly. There you go. I just saved you right there. Right? <laughs> well, I appreciate I mean, that. He, he saw it. He just was ready yeah, to go. Yeah. I, no, I saw I mean, him. He put the no, old bait he, on the fish yeah, rod, and he just threw right. the cast out there. He thought he was going to call it, catch him a big mouth bass over there. To, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. That's what I do. Hey, man, it's all good, man. It's all love over here. I got right. it. Well, thanks for coming on, Justin Hines. Third year here with uh, the Chippewas. And, uh, again, we can't wait for football to, to get started. But it uh, sounds like you guys had a really successful spring. Yes, sir. And, I mean, it's obviously a great opportunity to be here. And there's no better place, no better time, man, than here at Central Michigan. Thanks, Hinesy. All right. Awesome to have the third-year defensive line coach, Justin Hines, on with us. Uh, again, man, every coach we talk to, it just they get you more and more excited for their position group, and you can tell he really likes the group that he's got. And still some unknowns, but some potential as we get closer to the season coming up in the fall. No, he's, he's a guy that really invests in the kids and cares about the kids. And, and uh, you know, that's the overall theme with our guys, uh, you know, all the, all the coaches. Um, you know, it takes a certain amount of commitment, and uh, obviously it makes it a little easier with the great people that are here in this community, but uh, at the end of the day, it's all about what you can do to help those kids be successful. Well, that's kind of leading me into my next question. The student-athletes, they get to take the exams, and then they get a little month break here, so what is this time right now like for you yeah. and the coaching staff? So, you know, normally we'd they'd be all on the road recruiting. So right now it's a lot of that recruiting work uh, over the phone, um, you know, as they touch base with coaches and trainers and all that kind of stuff out there uh, as, as we're looking for the 22, 23, and 24 class. You know, we try to stay as far ahead as we can, and, and the guys do a great job of that. And then one of the very, very important things that, that happened before we get to um, – you know, visits and camp in June is uh, now becomes um, looking at what you did in the spring, what you liked, some of the things that we need to get better at, some of the things we want to add, some of the things we want to delete on both sides of the ball. Uh, special teams-wise, Murph had a great look at, at the roster, and we did. I thought he did a fantastic job. So starting to kind of get a list of those guys that are going to help us uh, from that standpoint on the special teams. And then you start into your summer breakdowns, which uh, now you're actually doing scouting reports on the upcoming teams. Uh, uh, some of those teams have new coordinators, so it's breaking down film on where those coordinators came from. Uh, and early in the year, you may be showing your guys you know, some film from some school that isn't even the school you're playing, but it's the scheme that, that those coordinators brought in. So... Um, a, a lot of uh, pre-scouting as we head into the fall. And, and that's where you do that now. So when you get back, you can refer back to it and say, uh, here we go. We'll, we'll have some new coordinators uh, in the very first game. Um, obviously a second opponent that, that we haven't played before. Um, moving forward then to, to the LSU game, new coordinators there. Um, so there's going to be a lot of studying that we have to do on r not necessarily the team we're playing, but the schemes that, that they're working. Sounding more and more like a typical off season, which is yeah. something I know 
you and the coaching staff didn't have last year. No, absolutely. I mean, I thought the guys were on top of our um, breakdowns of those, you know, Nebraska, obviously, that we didn't get a play. And, and I was really looking forward to Northwestern. And, and uh, you know, those I felt like we had a pretty good book on and, and we were ready to go. But, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we had to adapt. And uh, so now as we look forward to the schedule, you know, it can be a little bit n more normal summertime uh, as far as the, the studies and the breakdowns that need to occur. How far into the schedule do you go yeah, in, in this offseason? Great off question. So you actually touch on every single team you play. Um, you focus on your first four. Uh, and then obviously for us, uh, there's some extra focus put on a couple of those opponents that we've got to do better against uh, within the league. Uh, especially the ones that, that don't have a new coordinator uh, on either side of the ball. Now, usually by game six, seven, you know, you've got enough film on a team, but you can always go back to your summer and see, you know, what they might have done against like opponents. And, and uh, you know, that's something you kind of keep in your file uh, throughout the year. That November 3rd game in Kalamazoo kind of always on your mind headed into the season, no matter what week, right? No matter what week. Yeah. That's that's one we've got to get figured out. And uh, very disappointed, obviously, in the two times we've been uh, able to play them. But, you know, hats off to them. They, they do a great job. They're well coached and uh, got good players. But, uh, you know, that's something we've got to get figured out. All right, Coach. Well, I haven't asked you. We we talked a little basketball. We've we've talked the football here, especially with the Chippewas and, and your alma mater. But you're also a big baseball guy. So tell me what has caught your eye with the baseball storylines over the well, first few weeks. Well, you know, the one we talked a little bit. I mean, you know, the guy that's you know leading the Dodgers. I mean, just from for me, yeah. that's one of the things that that. That kind of hits me. Obviously, um, you know, I kind of keep up on the Oakland A's a little bit. 13 uh, games in a row. That's yeah, pretty good. Um, that was a pretty good run. And uh, By the uh, way, I'm just going to throw this out there. The Lugnuts are now affiliate of the A's. Just want to are they? remind you that. Well, yes. Let's go nuts. That's right. All right. I love it. And uh, But, um, no, I, I, uh, I, I haven't had as much time, yeah. obviously, to, to watch it. And yet the one thing I do do is, is – you know, I always find myself reading some box scores and mm -hmm. trying to trying to watch a couple games in the box scores is something that's always fun to do. And, uh, you know, we're, we're getting at that time now. We actually had a couple weeks. Now we head into the draft. You know, I think the NFL saw that little lull in kind of sports a little bit after the Masters. And, and I think they went and captured a, a weekend that's pretty incredible. Uh, and, of course, heading into the Kentucky Derby, you know, the, the greatest two-minute in sports. And, and uh, you know, the first Saturday in May, it's it's a fantastic event. I would encourage anybody who's never been uh, to, if you get the opportunity to go, I mean, there's something special about the run for the roses. And, uh, and yet uh, baseball is that one consistent thing. We can always – and the good thing here, being in a, a pro sport area uh, – we can always we can always listen. We can always catch the tags. That's right. That's right. They got to play a little bit a uh, little bit better baseball here, but uh, plenty of season to go. That's right. And and you know, are we tired of saying that? Do we always say that? It seems like yeah. And yet, I think we kind of uh, do. Yeah, but now that uh, now that the you got to start actually calling some games. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, you know, I'll be interested for the scouting report on the nuts, yeah. you know, and kind of see where they're at and uh, give you the prospects of the A's. Yeah, it'll 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 be exciting. I'm happy for you that you you know get to be able to start calling some ball again. Yeah, it's uh, you know how it is. Baseball on the radio, there's just nothing like it. So I'm excited no. for it. Well, and hopefully maybe we'll catch a nuts game on the radio while yeah. Hines has a baby in one arm and he's grilling with the other. Absolutely. Knock everything out. Well, hey, Coach, uh, I know it's been uh, a crazy month, really. You guys get to knock out spring practice and obviously a, a tough weekend for everybody, but uh, obviously thinking of you and the guys and everybody involved with the program and uh, thinking of obviously uh, Mr. Keller and, and everybody involved. So hopefully everybody gets healthy and, and we move forward here. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate it, man.